Moncrief on News Talk. Now, you might think preppers, people who've made preparation for an unforeseen catastrophe, is a largely American phenomenon. But Ireland has a prepper or survivalist community of at least 3,000 people. Frank Deegan from Kilkenny is one of them and founder of the Irish Survival and Prepper Group. Good afternoon, Frank. Hey, Sean, how are you? Uh, so what made you first go into this area? Did, did you witness some sort of or have experience of some sort of catastrophe yourself? Um, I'm, my, my background is, uh, Merchant Navy and back in the nineties there, we got stuck in the Baltic war. So we were, were kind of stuck on a ship, battleship grey for about a month or so, a month, six weeks. And we kind of ran out of food and water and a whole lot. So that kind of opened my eyes to how quickly things turn around. You know, you go into an area and next year you into a war zone. So we, we actually had nothing. And we went to scrounge for stuff until we, our company came and got us back out, back out at that time. Um, but since then, um, with kind of current world events, we're at this now for over ten years, um, and, and it's just a bit, it's, it's, I think it's a great hobby. Um, it's a hobby, but it turns around, it can turn around at the end of the day and save your life as well, save you and your family and your friends. Mm. Um, it, it's just to be aware of current events and current issues going on. Um, I mean, I'm always telling people when I when I'm in people's houses, I say, well, just in case we had a ten foot of snow tomorrow morning and you're living out in the sticks. How much food have you got in your press there to survive? Because, I mean, 10 foot of snow is not going to melt away in the morning. So, you know, have you got at least a, food, uh, a week or 10 days or even uh, three weeks of food per person in the house? That's, that's a small thing. But most people don't give that any thought until something really does happen. Yeah. You know, so it, it's that kind of a mindset. It's the same mindset we have as a, where it's compulsory to have a spare tire in your car in case you get a flat. You know, it's there. It's it's a it's crutch to lean on. Yeah. So that, that's where we're coming from. Yeah. Actually, no. And and the way you're coming across, Frank, and you've described it as a hobby, but also obviously it's it's preparation as well. I think maybe there's a could a very unfair image of 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 preppers that they're all paranoid and and you know they they think everyone's out to get them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, there's a show in America. There, I think American preppers are something that I can't even think of the name of it. But they were showing like we bunch of mad jokes going around with guns and <laughs> dunking into holes. That's far miles from, from where we are now at the moment. Like, you know, uh, I mean, um, for, for, <laughs> my ESP bill there last month without any government intervention was only €7.96 because I have solar panels. Right, yes. And I had to pay for that and I was delighted. But I know now uh, we're in the winter so I'm not getting as much sun. I'm expecting that. I, I allow for that as well. So, you know, that's a small thing. Uh, in the long run, it will save us money but it's it's being prepared at the same time. So the amount of people out there with with, with electric uh, solar panels on their houses, they, they're probably preppers and they don't even know it. Yeah, I see way. what you mean. Yeah. So how, mu- how much food would you have stored in your house, Frank? Well, I could have anything from three months to... Not more than three months, about three to six months tops. We, we um, constantly use it. So we're, we're using it from the top down and then we just... And it's constantly getting... Uh, the dates never expire. So we try to use some long, long life, uh, long shelf life food. So we'd use dehydrated food if we can get our hands on it, or deep um, freeze dried food, which is expensive. That's something I'm trying to trying to get organised in this end of the world. Uh, it's big in America at the moment, but over here, freeze dried food is very handy. Um, campers and anybody climbing mountains would be aware of that kind of stuff because they, it rehydrates, just add water, and the weight is substantially down. So. The army use it the whole time. 
climbers use it and it should be used as a survival food as well in general use uh, but it's it's very it's kind of expensive at the moment so it's not too many people are aware of it yeah. that's one of the foods um, you know everybody's heard of canned beans you know bring canned beans on camping or something um uh, there's, there's, there's umpteen different food stuffs out there that are, people are unaware that they have long shelf lives. These are things you just put in the cupboard and forget about them. It's like um, candles when the electricity goes out. Mm. Most people have a few candles somewhere in the house, but we kind of go out of the way. We'll have candles and torches and flares and, and bells and whistles and everything <laughs> to go with it, you know. <laughs> Extra batteries to make sure the torches don't run out, you know. Small stuff like that. Yeah. Um, in the car, I carry, this time of the year now, I carry... In my van, I carry, there's a snow shovel in the back there. And, I mean, that's the company insisted on us using that because we got stuck the last time. So, I mean, it is in everyday life, but people mightn't be aware of it you know, unless they're looking around for it. Yeah. Whereas well, I'm constantly thinking of things like that, you know. I, I, as I said, it's a great hobby. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing it. Uh, what's a, a, a lot of people would have bug-out bags. What's a bug-out bag? Okay, well, a bug-out bag is, and this is one that, um, okay, this is one that could have been used down in Middleton uh, a couple of months ago when it, when it flooded. Basically, a bug-out bag is something you grab with all your documents, your passports, your birth certificates, uh, um, money, um, essential equipment, essential stuff, medication, in a bag and ready to grab at any one time. And it's just in the press. But, see, they had a flood, what, what, six minutes they had to get out of the house? I was down there and I was in one of the houses and the one was, she, she said, out of everything in the house that was destroyed, her files can't be replaced. Mm. So, I mean, if you have all them on a USB and stuck into a, sep- a second bag, so you have a, a copy of them all and ready to grab. Um, that was the hardest thing for her. That, and that's something that we are always telling people to have, you know, put your, your passport, and your driving license and anything like that, any information onto a USB and store it safe. But in a bug out bag, it's, basically grab something when you're ready to rock out the door. You could have a sleeping bag in it, you could have a tent in it, you could have uh, food for three days. Um, you don't know what kind of disaster is going to potentially come at, at you, you know. Flash floods, uh, you could have a fire and the house could be burning down and you need to get out. And, uh, you know, uh, government service may not always be there to back you up, so it's, it's nice to know that you're taking care of yourself and your family and yeah. your friends. In that way, so it's as I said, it's a nice hobby, and it's it's um, it's rewarding at the end of the day, I think, as well. And uh, what I about like what, like uh, what about water? Uh, would you have a lot of water stashed in your home? Or, or? Uh, I have a fair amount of water at home, and I have what's called water butts, and I've also got water. Uh, these are deflatable twenty-liter water uh, containers that are stored in in in, in a box somewhere on the receipt and we just fill them up and leave them in the bath so if the water does go you know if electricity goes out and it's gone for maybe a couple of days or a week even the pumps generally the pumps in the community water areas they'll fail as well so people won't have water they won't have electricity um i have filtration systems for water so we have rainwater catchments uh water butts uh, most people use them for gardening but if you put them through a filter, you can drink away on them. So, you know, it's, it's nice water as well. Okay. Also, we have access to various wells as well. Uh, a neighbor, one or two neighbors might have a well. So I'd have the generating equipment to pump, use the pump. Um, power supplies, generators, I have all of that kind of stuff as well. 
So I won't be, I won't, I'd be definitely able to charge me toothbrush anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have some comfort as well, in, even in a yeah, catastrophe yeah, situation. Sure. They, they, and, and like, we, had a, we had a bit of a hurricane there a couple of years ago. I was yeah. the only one in the area that had a generator going, feet up, watching the television, with skybox on, watching the telly, and everything else is blown to show you out, out the back there. So yes. it's it funny. It's good. <laughs> oh, a smoke survivalist as well as everything. Oh, uh, look, it might be a little a bit of comfort like yeah. Yeah. Bit of comfort. The, now of course you don't know what you know it could be kind of a natural disaster but say it, it, would money be in the bug out bag or you don't yeah. know if money uh, would be worth anything or not well well, look I know that's a brilliant one that's extremely that's extremely important today because everybody's using uh, tap the cards and we've come into a shopping centre um, a couple of weeks ago and it was one of the Aldi's or Lidl's and the tills were down and they couldn't use the card to tap and it was a tap only system they weren't accepting cash so cash is king you cannot go wrong with some cash in your wallet or in the bag you know a couple of hundred quid just for safekeeping um i think it's going to be prevalent coming going forward like where absolutely everybody relies on on, on um the cards and mm. if if you're coming out with 200 quid worth of shopping and you tap your card won't work for some reason as well you know you might have accidentally broken the card and it won't work you need you always have to have cash to back up I think everybody more or less agrees with that one yeah, yeah especially the especially the pubs and, and restaurants they're pleading with people to use cash because of the charge to the bank and so on but cash is definitely what to, to have in the standby in any of the bag uh, cash food water shelter and I, 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 do I understand one member of your group has little, is it like little sheets of gold he has or actual little gold bars? Oh, yeah. These, these are, um, yeah, they're, they're, it's, it's a new thing coming out of America, which is pretty cool. It's, it's like a, a thousand, a one thousandth of an ounce. So gold at the moment is, is, is I don't know, two or three thousand euros per, per I don't know. What the weight measure is, to be honest with you. <laughs> but these sheets are these sheets can be used then uh, they break off into for all the world like these flakes that you might get communion flakes. That kind of stuff. There you go. There's a little gold flake. Give me twenty quid worth of stuff on it. You know that kind of stuff. Right. Okay. Well, I suppose yeah, that'd be handy. Now, also as well as that, I assume that that members of your group would kind of be training themselves and have skills because, you know, say, for instance, there'd be, you know, the uh, you probably all have some sort of rudimentary medical training. Uh, yeah, medical training is something that I've done for years. Um, I'm actually currently involved with the defibrillator course. So, you know, when 911 or when uh, 909 is wrong and somebody's having a heart attack within a mile of me, the idea is I can just get up and go and grab it close to the defibrillator and get there before the, the first aid or get there over the ambulance. Um, that's still ongoing at the moment. Um, yeah, the medical is, is is important. We we actually do meet up regularly as well. So we all sit, work, we go for a weekend, do a bit of camping, sit around the fire, discuss various things, have a few beers, cook food. Cooking is a thing you want know, to be able to do when there's no electricity. So mm. we do that kind of um, to be able to cook in the ground is a it's a brilliant. It's it's actually the food of, you have to really taste it to uh, appreciate it, but. Food cooked in an earth oven is fantastic. It's like a leg of venison, sorry. You were talking about deers there earlier, so the venison is lovely when it's cooked prime. Oh, God, right. yeah, well, venison's always lovely. And, and well, fantastic, w- yeah. w- when you go camping, will you hunt for food as well? No, no, we don't go hunting. There's no weapons, no, really. We don't, uh, we don't mix weapons. 
I mean, I have a gun at home. It's just a two-two, but it's a, a fully licensed gun. I just shoot rabbits or stuff like that. Um, whenever I shoot rabbits, we actually eat it at home. Um, some of the lads will go out and shoot pheasants and stuff, and we mm. bring them. We cook them around the fire. Yeah. And uh, just different different methods of cooking as well. So it's it's an interesting and it's a great camaraderie as well when when we're all together. You know, and we're sharing stories and sharing how to do this and that. Yeah. We also share a lot of information with the Americans because there's a lot of purple groups in America. They love the Irish. They love us. They love us yapping to them. With the Irish accents, you know. <laughs> of course they, they do. Yeah. All that. Are there are they hunting leprechauns? Uh, you know, uh, like, but like people, you know, the American preppers, are, or at least some of them, you know, they're like they have bunkers built and all that kind of stuff. Are there bunkers oh, in yeah, Ireland? I'd, I'd love to have a bunker. Um, there's one or two, but they probably all belong to the government and the army, and, and they're not being uh, utilised at the moment. Um, there is some of the mega rich have bunkers uh, in New Zealand, and they have them all over America as well, like. You buy a bunker for a couple of million quid, like... Um, Crikey. I, I, I think down the road, uh, you know, if you had asked me six months ago about Putin, was he going to press the nuclear button? I said, he, he, he's, he's crazy enough to do it. And we could get the radiation in this country. We will never be hit. But the radiation fallout is an issue, and it's something that plays in the back of our minds. And I'm mm. sure the emergency services in the back of theirs as well, do they have a plan in place if there is a few nukes going off in France and England, you know, and, it, and the wind is blowing our direction, it's, uh, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be too nice now. Yeah, well, that's for sure. Yeah, another thing, right, something terrible happens, Frank, and uh, all where you live around Kilkenny, all that, you know, everyone mm-hmm. in their household, they've, known, they've run out very quickly, run out of food and water and all the rest of it, and then they all go, hang on. Frank Egan up the road, he's, he's sitting up there with his feet up, still looking at Sky Movies, yeah. uh, and they all form an orderly queue, or not so orderly, around your door. Uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you do about that? Well, uh, luckily, my, my air code is, is right at the attached bar there at the granny. So anybody looking for me, I'm right behind us. <laughs> no. Uh, no, in the case of an emergency like that, uh, we do have an emergency plan in our own group. And we have uh, a meet-up, a specific, a specific bunker in mind. And I can't really go into too much detail, but put it this way, there would be no shortage of food and the bunker would accommodate probably two or three hundred people. Right. So we'd be okay. okay. You'd we'd be, be okay. okay. Okay, Frank. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks a million for talking to us today, Frank. And uh, I suppose sure, if you... I'll send you an invitation, sure. You never know when, when something goes wrong. I'll send it text. Okay, text Frank, please walking. do. Please do. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. I suddenly will go off the air and people will know I'm disappeared. Frank, thanks a million for talking to us today. That's Frank Deegan there, co-founder of the Irish Survival and Prepper Group. They, uh, apparently, you can't find them uh, on Facebook. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.